0: I'm Rob Goodwin, a writer, director, and podcaster, and this is Deep South Humor and Heart. Well, it's a steamy day in August in Alabama, hot and humid. Actually, you know what, Stacy, today's actually a better day. Than it's been most of this week.
1: Yes, it is. But
0: it has been hot and humid. Um, we are knee deep in August in Alabama. Yep. So we need some rain. We need lots of rain, and uh, we'll just go ahead and tell you the dogs are riled up today, Stacy. Mm-hmm. So we may hear a little bark, bark in the background, and uh, you may hear Rob go yell, "Shut up!" Uh huh. A That's couple okay. of times, yeah. but hey, this is uh, unedited yep. and and coming to you live, so. Um, Well, since we were together last time, and you and I have not seen each other in a while, Mm -hmm. you have had a remarkable occurrence in your life. So, tell us about all that.
1: Well, I am now uh, officially Mimi. Um, My daughter had a baby uh, a few weeks ago, and so now I am, uh, Eric and I are grandparents for the first time, and we couldn't be happier. A sweet little baby boy uh, his name is reed and uh we just we just love him so much he's so
0: sweet yes he's a good fair. baby so what was it like the the day he was born um were you just there waiting at the hospital and or did you guys stay stay awake considering regulations now or?
1: yeah it's you know it's still a little it's still a little different um he was uh, he came a little earlier than expected um, uh, they're both fine but um, we had kind of we had they had kind of prepared us that he might might come a little early and so we were at the hospital back and forth kind of checking on her but um, and I think they allow like two people to be in there you know during delivery but I I knew ahead of time that um, I, I just couldn't do that mm-hmm. um, even though I've delivered you know, had three of my own babies, um, I I just didn't think, unless for some reason her husband couldn't have been in there with her and she wanted somebody to be in there, I would have, um, I'd have mustered up all my emotional strength and, and been in there. But um, I, I knew I couldn't. So uh, we just came home. I mean, we went and checked on her and loved on her and um, took took him some dinner and, you know, did all the things that we could do to make their time there as comfortable and easy as possible and then we came home and um just kind of got text updates through the night thank goodness for you know phones that we could get Mm. updates but um but he was born you know early on a sunday morning and so um yeah so it was good it was it was a really good experience
0: so how many weeks is he three weeks now uh
1: yeah he's almost three weeks okay yep yep
0: it's hard to believe it's been that long since we've been together, since we've taken a podcast or had a had a coffee break.
1: I know, I know it is, but um, but we've kind of been running back and forth. Of course, you know she still can't drive, and so I, if she has a doctor's appointment or any of those kind of follow up things, um, I'm kind of her her chauffeur in between our time at the office. So they've been getting our attention and our. Our other kids have come home for a visit. Um, we've got um, our oldest son that's married, and then our youngest son and his fiance. They've they've been home during during these last three weeks. So um, I've been in the kitchen more than usual. You know, empty mm-hmm. nesters. I don't I don't cook as much as I used to. But um,
0: yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So you and Eric have been empty nesters for a long time, and you're accustomed to just cooking for two. So, what's it like when everybody pours into the house? First of all, you probably love that, right?
1: I do love it. I do love it. Um, you know, getting getting their rooms ready um, because, I, you know, I've kind of turned what was their um, bedrooms when they left, kind of made those adult guest bedrooms now for them to come back to. And, um, I mean, I cook because Eric and I love to eat. So... I, you know, I cook all the time anyway, but so it's a little different cooking for a crowd of hungry people and, but I want them to have good memories of coming home. I want them to know that when they come home, um, cause they're, they're all so sweet. They'll be like, Oh, you know, don't go to any trouble. We can just, we can go grab something or whatever. And I appreciate that. And even sometimes Eric will say, well, let's just go get some pizza or something. And you know I'm not against that and and there are times that we do that we go grab wings or tacos or whatever but um but I love to drag out that big old crock pot and um I did some Texas pulled pork and I made a big pan of lasagna and some desserts and um I made so much food that we had so many leftovers that I haven't cooked in a week wow yep so, and I'm not complaining about that because we love leftovers. Yeah, um, I do too. I love leftovers. So, yeah, so it was good, and they had fun, and um, they just stayed one night. But um, we just, yeah, we just eat all we can out of those times. Well, how
0: exciting and and great time to see the baby if you're the two yeah. uncles and yeah. and the aunt and aunt to be. Yeah. So that's great. You know, i I haven't had a baby in my life in 26 years Mm. since austin was um a newborn and i think back about his sweetness in those Mm -hmm. days and how sweet and precious and good smelling you know (laughs) a a newborn baby is um but you know i was never a diaper guy like even when i was keeping austin or you know somebody else always had to be around to change the diaper yeah i just was not a diaper guy at all but he was the he what i remember most about him kind of going from infant to toddler is that he was the bounce you know you hear a bouncing baby boy mm-hmm. you hear that terminology mm-hmm. he literally was a bouncing baby boy he just mm-hmm. bounced and bounced he loved to stand in your lap and hold on to your two fingers and then just jump yep. and bounce up and down. Is so. he still like that? Um, he bounces on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he bounces up and down on my nerves from time to time. So he's actually been doing pretty good. He's got a new girlfriend that I really like and an, and and an ex wife that I really don't like. So I'm really glad she's his ex and I hope she's listening. I really do. <laughs> but we That's like good. the sweet little Olivia May. Who is um, his new girlfriend, and uh, they seem to be getting along really well. And he's he's doing pretty good in life, so I have to say I'm I'm actually pretty proud of him. So that's good. My my other babies, though, like my real life babies, my three fur babies, mm-hmm. um, have been getting into quite the mischief. Mm-hmm. So Josie is like is nine months old now, and she's a boxer. Mm-hmm. For our listeners who don't remember that. And so she is growing like crazy. And she's probably up to 50 pounds, Mm -hmm. maybe. Well, she broke out of her crate one day while we were at work. Oh, no. Yes. And so I came home and I knew it was going to be rough because when I pulled into the garage, I could see her jumping, see her head bouncing up and down in front of the kitchen door, you know, as I'm pulling into the garage. So I was like, oh, shit. I know (laughs) she's out, and there's no telling what I'm going to face. So when I get inside the house, the linoleum, the vinyl flooring in the kitchen is ripped up. Like, literally, she ripped the vinyl flooring up. I'll I'll show you before you leave today. It's pretty bad. Oh my word. Then she ate a hole all the way to the subfloor. Um what, what was she, was she trying to escape the house? I think she was just trying to give us um the run the runaround for what she felt like we deserved for leaving her in that crate. Then she not only do we keep them in crates, but then we keep a baby gate up. Mm-hmm. For the little laundry nook area that they're in, but well, she knocked the gate down, of course, mm-hmm. now that she was free from her kennel, and she um tore up a rug in the best, in the in the entryway of the house, and she tore all the cushions off the sofa and spread them around and then she went upstairs and really made herself at home, oh no. Yeah. She made herself two or three little restrooms uh, upstairs and probably got on the beds and she pulled clothes everywhere. And um, she's eating the furniture legs. She's eating the bottom off of counters. I mean, so I'm kind of like, there's no need to fix anything, right? Mm-hmm. Not at this point because mm-hmm. she's nine months old. So it's, you know, she's going to be probably two years old before um before this goes away. So there's no sense. And
1: Maybe you should get one of those. Um, you know how people have like those cameras in their house where you can um, talk to them throughout the day. And maybe that would, like you could put a camera in, in, in their little area in there. Mm-hmm. And at least two you could keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, our alarm system lets us know when there's any movement, you know, around in the house. And so... We knew that she had gotten out, but by the time I got home, it was it was too late. Oh there my was, word! Yeah, there was already major destruction. So, wow. Um. Anyway, so that's what's been going on with my pets and uh, my fur babies and all those good stuff. Now Cooper's actually doing really well. He's he'll be he's eighteen months old, so he'll be two years old in December, and I think he's potty trained. I mean, he's wow. Like, yeah, he's house trained and and doing well and then we have our veteran sadie who's nine and you know she's she's really over the hump she obviously is trustworthy and does well mm-hmm. and you can snap your feet. you don't even have to say anything to her you just snap and point and she goes where you point so is she like your
1: senior adult of dogs yeah yeah she's
0: like the She's she's like the one that's about to get out of the house, you know, and go yeah. start yeah. a life of her own. And you you trust her and all that stuff. But she's been a great dog. And, yeah. and actually nine, nine and a half years old is young um, for a, she's a mixed breed of a Chihuahua and a Dotson And mm-hmm. so um, it's actually fairly young, mm-hmm. you know, so she'll be, she'll be here with us, we hope, for several more years. And she's sort of the calm. Um, and the other two are the storms, so, mm-hmm. but they'll, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll get better. So, hmm. um, so I, I, have a topic I want us to talk about today. Um, cause I, and I'm curious to hear your side of this and, uh, there's just been some little happenings that kind of made me, uh, dwell on my old home place, mm-hmm. uh, recently. And so I wanted us to talk about what kind of memories we have of our old home place so, the place where we grew up, and did you move much, or did you? I didn't
1: move at all. Yeah,
0: see, I didn't either. So, what do you remember about your parents' house and the house you grew up in, or its surroundings that maybe you had forgotten over the years, or?
1: Uh, well, our house, the house I grew up in um, sits on about four acres, and um, which was just enough, um, and like we had you know we had a yard and grass and there was a little a little um stream that kind of ran through the front yard and then down um the side and i spent a lot of time in that um in that stream catching well some i had always had a little uh, minnow basket and so i i don't even remember what i did with those now i think it was just to see if i could catch them Um, but also caught snakes in that little basket. Mm -hmm. And, um, so there was that, but then most of the four acres was wooded. And, um, I had all these little, I was a hideout builder. Um, um, some of them were what you would call a tree house. Um, but you know, when it's constructed by a 10 year old girl, I don't, I don't know how, um, how elaborate or how safe it was, but that, that's I I I pretty much lived in the woods around my house mm-hmm. um, growing up. Spent all of my time, you know. It'd get dark at night, and mother would come to the back door and just yell for me, and I'm I'll be there in a minute. It's dark, you know. But it's like I don't remember as a kid thinking it was ever too dark. Um, I don't remember being scared of being in the woods. It was kind of my—it was a safe place. I loved it. I still love being outdoors. Um, shared a room with my sister most of our most of our life. I just have one sister, and we we shared a room. Not a not a big house, um, but good memories. Good memories. My dad had a a green thumb, and so um, still now a lot of things he planted and. What he did when we were growing up, there's still evidence of that all around that house. So, mm-hmm. Good, good memories.
0: Do you know the people who live in the house today?
1: Yep it's actually uh, it's actually my nephew and his wife. And oh good, they've got a they've got a baby, and so um, so they're they're making their home there, and um, so it's good it's good to drive by there and you know see that it, it, it kind of um, it's adjacent to my sister's property. So my sister kind of lives next door to there, and mm-hmm. um, so that's good. So when I go back home, I get to get to see that, and they're kind of making it making it their own, which is good. They should, right. um, but it's good. Good memories.
0: Good. Well, m- my mom actually is still living, and she still lives in the place where I grew up, and um, she's been kind of having some water issues lately, and she's she's on county water, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, she has the You know the regular water you know coming in for plumbing and stuff but one of the things i remember most and she actually still has this is a well Mm -hmm. so we grew up with a well and the well was not like across the yard or you know at the end of the property it was basically right up against the back of our mobile home Mm -hmm. and it was an 80 foot well it's an 80 foot well and it's probably four feet, uh, around as far as the cement, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the piping, the, the large cement pipe that goes down into the ground. And so I remember so many things about that. Well, obviously there was a well pump mm-hmm. and that's what pumped the water into the house for plumbing. But every time the power went out, then there was no well water because the pump wouldn't work anymore and so my dad would get out there and he would put buckets down in the well and draw water um and i was always so fascinated because it was so dark you couldn't see obviously down in down in there so he would just draw he would drop the bucket and and use a rope and just keep lowering it, lowering it, lowering it. He would listen until he heard a splash. Mm -hmm. And then he would maneuver the rope, you know, turning the bucket over to fill it with water and then, you know, slowly pull it back up. So, I remember that well so much, but we kept it covered. Mom was just worried to death that one of us would fall in the well. So, it actually was probably four foot out of the ground, Mm -hmm. the pipe. Um, is it what, what you'd call it the pipe I don't know I well. don't know the
1: terminology for yeah. that either, but I can exactly picture that in my yeah. mind because um there was a, a a lady that lived just kind of around the corner from us um, and I remember growing up um, we'd ride our bikes from our house to, our, to my grandmother's house, which was just about a mile on a on a really like back road kind of thing and this lady had a well and we would stop. Uh, Miss Bell Smith was her name. We would stop and um, she loved for us kids to stop and talk to her and she would always, she had the little, the little tin um, um Oh, what do you call that? The little dipper. Oh,
0: the dipper. Yeah. Yeah, and it
1: hung on the huh. side, and she, you know, it, it. The way you're describing that well in your backyard, this is exactly how hers was. But it, but like somebody had built a little, um, like, built a little structure over it, right? Um, and that little dipper hung on the side of that, and she would always give us a drink of, uh, you know, cold, cold water in the summer. Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about that in decades.
0: Yeah. yeah, we used the dipper. and But I'll tell you what, there was nothing better than the water from the hose pipe.
1: Oh. You
0: know, just drinking, just being out in the yard and running yeah. and playing like you were talking about all day long and, and into the evening hours and not really paying attention to how if it was light outside or dusk or whatever. But um, the well water coming through the hose pipe was just, I st- still can taste it to this day, how refreshing, um, it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, now that you say that, I remember that my grandmother, um, had a well in her backyard. Um, well it was, it wasn't actually in the yard. It was in the pump house. That's what, that's what they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the well was in there and they would always, after sometimes um, in the summer we'd go. My granddaddy had a um, a ski boat, and we would go over um, over toward Clanton and um, and go water skiing. We just do it for the day. Uh, my mom and dad, um, my cousins, and and my aunt and uncle, and we'd come home and we'd pull that ski boat up into their yard, and and Papa would have the hose hooked to the To the well, Um, and I remember, you know, spraying each other off, and how cold that water was. Mm -hmm. But in that pump house, it was where they stored. Like my grandmother was always canning something because they had a big garden, and that's where they stored all the canned. Because it was so cold in there, right? Um, It was like it stayed this. It it was like it stayed the same temperature. I hadn't thought about that either. Like why why was that? You know, as a kid, you don't really don't really think too deeply about those kind of things, but um, but now all these things you're talking about always get my my memory wheels turning
0: yeah um, I love to think about um, just different things about growing up and what it was like and our homes and our, our our family members close by and it's just you know most people who listen to the podcast tell me that it makes them really nostalgic mm-hmm. um, when we talk about old times and we talk about things. That were significant to us growing up or you know like grandmothers and things like that It's so mm-hmm. um, it triggers a lot of memory uh for people the uh, recently and and at some point in a podcast i, I want to i'm going to talk about my two grandmothers and their friendship mm-hmm. uh with each other but recently i i made a post on social media with i found a a photo in the early 80s of both my two grandmothers being photographed together. Wow. And um in their floral dresses and you know behind an Olin Mills yes drop. And or in front of an Olin Mills um drop. And so um I asked people to tell me to post pictures and tell me about their grandparents Mm. in the post and it was I got a lot of responses to that because Uh, people love their grandmothers and their grandfathers and Mm -hmm. and like most of us they were influential you know on our lives so it's always good to share Um, let's get into the spiritual corner um, today so in our spiritual corner today i picked out a little devotion that i'd like for us to talk about briefly before we let our folks go depending on god is a joyful place to live Um, Mm -hmm. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. And so putting our faith in God and depending on Him daily for the correct emotions that we want to feel Mm -hmm. um, is really what walking with Him and walking by faith is all about. Um, And I know we've had some conversations about stressors in our lives recently for me with job, you for other, other issues. But, um, when we do find joy in, in God every day, um, and realize that we need to be more dependent upon him other than the decisions that other people make, um, it it makes it so much worthwhile.
1: I think, um, I think this, you know, having my first, grandbaby, watching my daughter, you know, become a mother, um, has stirred up a lot of memories for me. And even she's, she's shared some of these things, but I told her, I said, um, uh, you know, I've always been a a person of faith. I grew up in a Christian home, went to church, but when I became a mother, I, I, my, I was 28 when my first baby was born. And, um, I thought I knew what it meant to really depend on the Lord, but um I remember having that that newborn baby and just the awareness of how dependent he was on me for everything. He I mean, he was completely dependent and trusting me to take care of him and I it didn't matter how much he, you know, how much he cried or how many times I had to get up with him in the middle of the night and you know, there there were just Loading him up and all his stuff up to go from one place to the other—all those things. How how much work it required of me. I was so glad to do it. Like he didn't have to do anything um, except just be. And I just felt like my heart was going to explode, just the way I loved him and wanted to take care of him. And and I remember thinking about that one day, and it was like the Lord just said that. That's how I love you. That's how I want you to be dependent on me um I'm gonna take care of you um, and it's not it's not really up to you. it's up to me. it's based on who I am, not who you are and that was a really um you know that was a really kind of turning point a, like a overnight growth aha moment for me um about just how the Lord loves us and takes care of us and um, he really he you know we, we we're kind of in a culture um, where, we're supposed to be independent. You know, the more independent you are, you know, do it yourself kind of, kind of thing. But God wants us to be completely dependent on him. He does. And, um, sometimes we have, uh, sometimes I have a hard time with that, you know,
0: (laughs) we, it is, it's human nature to, uh, to want to control everything yourself, you know? And I'm, I mean, I'm that way to a T. I I definitely, I, I feel if I'm, if I'm not in control of a situation, then, I'm just, you know, spiritually out of whack. My Everything about me is. Mm-hmm. so, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that. Uh, well, our spiritual corner today is brought to us by Keller Williams Realty Agent Paul Holmes. For all your real estate needs, contact Paul at 256-453-4109. And we'll be back for more Deep South Humor and Heart next week. Stacey, thanks for joining me today. Good. I hope you get to spend more time with Reed. I will. (laughs) Well, we're looking forward to more stories.